Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. Bottle stickity, bottle stickity. Hey. My mic sounds nice. Yeah. Say Less Podcast, episode six. I'm going to try to bring the energy today. Act like I don't got a heavy hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, nah, I don't have a hangover. I really do this. I bleed brown. But, uh, Christmas. It's, it's gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris was on that yak last night too. Oh, uh, cool. yeah, yeah, a little bit, little bit. Had to had to throw it back to early two thousands. It, it was it was some nice cognac. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, I was at the press room, had a Cesarac, and uh, mm, yeah, it had me feeling like I I probably shouldn't have walked around. I should have sat back down. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it like you used to. Huh? Nah, my head was hurting this morning. I overslept. Breakfast didn't really taste too good to me. I, I, my mouth didn't even stop being parched till about 40 minutes ago. Don't you hate that when you eat breakfast and it tastes like... Yeah, because you're like, I need, the alcohol I need from the night this, before. Yo, like, yeah. Yo, te- te- tequila is uh, the oh, worst. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yo, that... that yeah, them, them Thursday nights at on the border. Bruh. Mm. That's what the worst. Yo, tequila stays in your mouth for like six days, Yeah, you're yeah, just like... <laughs> nah, 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 uh, oh, like, who's man. chewing on a cactus? Uh. Every now and then I do... I do touch with the 1800 though, 1800 mm-hmm. silver. Nice. Yeah. Nah, that's good stuff. Damn. Yeah, man. After that was a Cancun. I'm done with I'm done with tequila, bro. Yeah. Oh. Uh, done with tequila. Too hard. Yeah. Oh, we going live. Oh, how y'all doing? Hey, man. Hey. Grab a chair. Grab a chair. Grab a chair. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, we got a full house. Full, full, Introduce these uh, brothers. These are the uh, brothers of the most noble clan, Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just uh, decided to uh, stop on by. I'll, I'll let them uh, introduce themselves. I'll start. Uh, my name is Brendan Mixon. I'm from Philadelphia, PA. Uh, Senior at Millersville, government political affairs major, and sociology is my minor. Expected to graduate in December 2018. Uh, good for you, man. Well, Congratulations. Thank you. Hey. Uh, my name is Nakeith Saxton. I'm from North Philadelphia, speech communication major, like Nakeith, with an option in broadcasting. Um, expected to graduate in December 2018 as well. Congratulations. Uh, my name is Kobe Christian. I'm from West Philadelphia. Graphic Communication Engineering major. I'm a junior at Millersville University. Uh, I'm expected to graduate probably uh, fall 2019. Nice. Uh, my name is Kamal Lewis. I'm from West Philadelphia. My major is Communications, but I, uh, my concentration is Public Relations. I'm getting a minor next semester in Entrepreneurship. I'm looking forward to doing real estate. Um, I'm supposed to graduate fall 2020. I'm Dennis Keyes, a sophomore at Northern University, major in sociology and concentration in criminology. I'm expected to graduate fall 2020. Nice. My name's uh, Cameron Reeves, a freshman at Millersville, uh, music business technology major. Um, I said, I'm with our uh, young brother, Curtis. Oh, all right. Yeah. God bless. 
<laughs> you came to the wrong podcast. <laughs> he didn't say he was a priest, man. <laughs> he was a freshman in college. And my name is Devon Howard. Uh, I'm a business major with a focus in accounting. A sophomore, and I'm expected to graduate in 2020. And I'm also with Young Brothers in Christ. Good. A brother in accounting. That's what we need more of. Yeah. Brothers in Listen, accounting. Uh, uh, somebody sent him to Howard. <laughs> How about that? None of y'all do what I did at Millersville. Uh, <laughs> I tore that campus up when I was there. <laughs> you y'all all from Philly? Yeah. Philly, Philly. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? Cognac tequila. Uh, and tequila. Yeah. So um, these guys are in college. They may maybe know something about that stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Is the Ville still a party campus? Negative. No. 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 Nothing happened? I guess, I guess you really tore it up there, huh? <laughs> well, they, they cracked it down on you guys. I was just reading uh, the new president of Millersville says one of his top priorities is to increase the four-year graduation rate. Um, now, I literally just read this like 10 minutes ago because you know, <laughs> she was sitting here talking about he's a Ghanaian king. T'Challa. Um, oh, he was a king? Where you, back where you from? Uh, the, right. So it says that uh, king in, in his village now. in Ghana uh, that he inherited uh, uh, leadership duties and that last year or two years ago they made him king and that it's a, a figurehead position but it's also an administrative position where he has responsibilities to 140,000 people. And uh, so, you know, he was relating that his experience is to increase the graduation rate, at the four-year program graduation rate. You guys are already 6% higher than the national average, but he wants to he wants to make it closer to your six-year graduation rate, which is over 50%. So he wants to try to get you all in and out in four years. So maybe that's why they... they uh, no, it was already trending towards that. Mm. So they don't let y'all get as crazy as we would have in the 90s. Are they going to lower yeah. the tuition? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've been, tracking, I've been tracking tuition at Millersville for the last five years. I've been tracking tuition there for the last five years, and it's gone up 4% to 5% every year. And that's, that's a lot, considering that usually it stays at around 2%. Um, I have a 529 for my kids. That's and I live more or less in Millersville, and I imagine that they ain't gonna go too far from home. So I'm looking at Millersville's tuition, like, yo, they're killing me every year. It costs more and more. Any so, and I'm sure day, you guys know. I mean, any given day when I was at Millersville, you walk in my dorm room, you might walk into a cloud of smoke. That's why you're only there for. <laughs> 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 Football season was over and it was like, man, get this guy out of here. We gave him a scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> so walking he, around like Did he like mention any like initiatives that he's trying to put in place? It was a, so it was a short uh, question and answer interview for Lancaster newspapers. Um, and then there was links in there for like more in-depth details. And I didn't get that far into the, the research. He said on Lancaster. Yeah, it's Lancaster online. Um, uh, it's probably from today, if, okay. from today's newspaper, uh, Sunday News. But um, I don't know. It's all really interesting stuff. What do you guys think about it? What do I think about it? Yeah, what do you guys think about the 
Um, I don't know if four years is as important as some people make it out to be, but, you know, that's probably like an individual thing, being that when you're in school, it costs money, not just the tuition, but you have to live, right? You got to eat, you got to shit, shit, sleep, all that stuff, right? And, um, you know, so maybe some of you have uh, a grant money that provides for the cost of living. Maybe some of you have part-time jobs. So I, f I feel like I feel like in the education process, what is best for the type of student that you are is what's going to be best. Yeah. Um, I, I understand where he's coming from in the vein that, like, if we can get you in and get these uh, distractions and things out of your way, mm -hmm. you can get in and out of the door in four years, and more people can get in and out of the door in four, mm -hmm. four years. It's a business thing. It also, it's an esteem. And it's money. Yeah. yeah right. Well, how, how does it work when you change your majors and stuff like that? Don't that, don't that take more? I, I mean, it depends. Yeah. It, it you depends know, like, you, like, you took classes. Cover you for like a certain amount of credit, so it's like okay, it's right. So if you want to do something extra, you gotta pay for it, right? <clears throat> mm -hmm. And it, there's a girl, uh, my cousin's girlfriend. She double majored and graduated in four years, mm -hmm. but she was also like some prodigy. In like anything that she did in school, so she got uh, several scholarships and grant money, and you know is on some. I just remember everything the professor just said, and now give me the test, and I get an A. That's crazy. Most people aren't like that, you know. Everyone has to work towards it. So, um, I don't know. I find the whole process really interesting. I mean, you guys are all right in the mix of it, so I'm sure there's rough days i'm sure there's easy days i'm sure there's rewarding days maybe they're all few and far between but i mean you all spouted off your majors and they're all sound like really interesting careers so you know i don't know if something could change for you in four years or if it takes you six years i mean like i would say just do the best i feel like a lot of people just want to need to move off campus that makes tuition a lot yeah yeah like and you guys still have all the little like uh, developments, like Colebrook or little right, Brook, what is it, Brookwood yeah, apartments, right, that right, kind right. of stuff. Yeah, you like your tuition go down a lot once you move off campus. Really? you not you don't got paper more board. Yeah, you don't have to pay more board. Like just just imagine yeah. if you get a a, a twelve year lease, you might be looking at yeah twelve month lease. You might be looking at about like thirty six hundred, but if you're looking in the dorms your freshman year living on campus yeah. like that's five thousand and the semester <coughs> only three months do they still have like the weird rule where you can't have a car on campus <coughs> until after you completed a year there no, no, no. i think it's just so semester. so uh you like if you had a car or reliable transportation you could live all, just off of campus credit. and you not even in Millersville. Certain amount of credits to move yeah, off. Oh, uh, so they keep okay. going campus until sixty like credits. That's a junior year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's four so four really semesters till you get sixty credits, yeah, right? Oh man, man. And you guys are all in state, so someone that's out of state is probably paying fifteen percent more than you guys. I just, it's hard for me to believe that he really feels like he can get students to graduate in four years. Yeah, he just needs something to talk about. Yeah. Like, to me, it just sounds like... It, it, was, uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> he, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a valid, that's a valid point. But I mean, Tom will tell, right? For me, because yeah. I look at it as, when I first got to school, uh, 
the reason why it is the way it is now is because they changed the way the state school system funds uh, your education. So before it used to be, I could take 18 credits for a flat rate, for a flat tuition rate of $4,500, $5,000. But now it's like you charging per credit. So you charge me 800 to 1,000 for a class, right? And I gotta take 15 per semester to graduate in four years, right? That's probably 5,000 off the tip right there, but. In reality, right. they're charging more than a stack of class. I think, I think, uh, I think this, I think, yeah. So, so that's why people. What? How many? How, and that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, how many credits is an average class? Three. Three, Three credits per semester. Mm -hmm. So if you were taking five classes, yeah, that's semester. fifteen yeah. credits per semester. Mm -hmm. And I think the credits were like three seventeen, three hundred seventeen dollars. Right, and you need um, one hundred and twenty to graduate. So right, so fifteen that. a semester times three seventeen. That's uh, how much is that? That, like you said, it's almost five grand. Is that four grand? A little over five grand. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And then you got a meal plan. And the meal issue plan. I have is they come and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna help you graduate in four years," but they don't. They don't tell you about the real stuff that happened to you. They don't. They don't help right. you with real issues. They be like, "All right, this is the game plan." They don't give you the help you need if a professor type of teaching is not something you can understand. They're not there for you for that. But they come with some bogus ass excuse on how the program they got set up is for you. But you can't teach everybody with the same program. Like you said, every student is different. So it's right. like you got to be able to meet each quota for each individual. And I don't oh, think I they see. can do that. How I see it is the school the institution itself is trying to push towards a different, like a different population demographic. Yeah. Because when I first got here, my PSSI class, which is a pre-summer scholar institution for, uh, for students that have to be like accepted <coughs> pre the semester starting in the fall. So my whole class was pretty much from Philly. See what I'm saying? Like, right. Now you look at the classes, they're divided amongst York, Coatesville, Harrisburg, these areas that socioeconomically they do better than a lot of these urban city kids that come from Philly. So the way that the tuition model is changing is they're recruiting in correlation to what people can really afford based off their income, what their parents make. Right. They won't be able to really contribute to the school when they graduate in four, four years, five years. Because their main income, their main revenue stream is tuition. Exactly. See what I'm saying? Like my people ain't safe for me to go to college. Right. So everything I did was going to come from the muscle. It was going to come from the federal government. It was going to come from loans. And what you guys have a partnership? You have a partnership program? Um, yeah, it was like a, what I came through, it was like a, like for me, like I had a good GPA in high school, but my SAT score wasn't that high. So they put me through a summer program to show that I could actually handle college level work before they actually handed me my acceptance letter. Right. Now, me and my lawn brother right here, we both came through the same year, same program. But we, I know I realized that majority of our class was from Philly. Now, as the years progressed, you know, 2014, 2015, they started, you know, taking kids from different areas because they look at the, they look at the trends of people's GPAs. And these are still kids of color? Yeah, still kids of color, still minority students. They but the main ones, they're kids of color. Exactly. Right. How they look at it is, all right, we brought in, say we brought in 90 kids, um, 70 of them was from Philly. We took five from York, 10 from Harrisburg, and, you know, a couple from Coatesville. They're right. gonna look at the ninety. They're gonna look at the seventy kids from Philly first. See what I'm saying? They're gonna yeah. look at us. They're gonna look at how we how we fend in school, what our GPAs was. You see what I'm saying? Right. And how that can make them money later on down the line.
Now, half of uh, us... I believe that. Half of us, majority of the kids from Philly didn't make it. You see what I'm saying? So that's why they're going to start recruiting other places because the model is changing. Right. How you can afford school is changing. They're, so you're you're saying they're reading between the lines and saying, like, yeah. their stats are trending that if we start taking from these closer, smaller communities, we might fare better with them. Yeah, with, with the institution as a whole. We can get more money. <clears throat> so it always comes down to a, a so, bottom line, uh, dollars and cents. Exactly. So and it's they, not... Now it's not. Now it's not like you're talking like the about. Was the issue. You were talking another week about how college. I mean, you're. I, I think you said raping people. Oh, you yeah. know, being how like financial aid and colleges operate like a mill. Mm -hmm. I'm expanding mm -hmm. on on what I think your point was, and and he's saying, you know, it's not so in your face. He's still giving you an education and opportunities. I guess I'm assuming, but. Uh, that this guy saying he wants to increase the four-year <laughs> rate seems like it's a way to get more money. It's a money. Yeah. It's a money mm -hmm. process. Increase revenue. Increase revenue. He just became the president of the school, and he says, "I want to increase revenue." That's I mean, not the words he used, the but that's what day, he meant. These, these, all, all these universities are businesses, mm -hmm. right? I they're mean, giving you something that's a commodity, <clears throat> but you have to be able to afford right. it. And if you can't afford it, you have to be able to perform for it. Right. Why else would they charge you for education? And they're investing in you, right? Mm -hmm. All these countries don't charge. Other countries don't charge for education. Well, see, it's, I find that really interesting. They said like you need to have basically half your education in before they'll let you move <coughs> off campus. That's bonkers. That's crazy. So that's that's locking you into uh into uh, an expense, and, and locking like they're guaranteeing like if you're staying here. We're gonna make at least this much money off of you for these two years, these four full semesters. But the thing that bothers me about um, <clears throat> about these programs is that like uh, they don't they, they don't prepare the student for for beyond college. Like so many times right. you get these uh, programs where like they put you in college, uh, they put you in the situation to succeed, but they necessarily don't teach you how to succeed. They teach you, all right, get the college degree, but they don't ne yeah. necessarily teach you what kind of college Man, degree. I feel like what you're saying right now should be part of public high school education. A a a a exactly, because so many <laughs> you know times, I mean? so many like times, life functioning classes. Right, right, be because get you get, you get like people, you get people that graduate with degrees, and then they don't know what to do. Like they go back home, they go back to their home city, they go back to their hometown. Yeah, that's true. There are people that got degrees that don't even use them. Exactly right. because they don't know what to do. Like they just know, all right, I'm I'm the first generation person to go to college, college and everything family, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody back home, that's I made it. But that's the, that's the comfort spot though. Like right. Once you're comfortable with something, you go back to your, to your home, you're comfortable mm -hmm. doing and what you're doing. And that's what they don't make school like. They don't make it comfortable for the diversity. Like, it's not it's not comfortable at all for like people of my color. Like, you walk around campus, there's nowhere you can chill at. You don't hear music or like really? good food you used to. None of that. I mean, that, I, that feel like that is a major change from our, when we would have been going so to school separate. there. Our intercultural yeah. center is this big. And Do they still have a BSU? Do they still have BSU out there? There's no area for the black students to come together. You feel like that's by design? 
Definitely. Is there something that you like guys I could said, do about our, that? Our, I feel like our diversity, room, say that. our diversity room is the same size as this room, and it's way more students than our school. Is there something that you guys could do to make that change? They just opened up a brand new welcome center, but it's it's, it's pointless. I feel like like it's a financial aid uh, office in there. It's nothing like for the students. I don't right. feel like it's nothing for the students. <clears throat> and to kind of to kind of speak to his point. Um, like them bringing students in and not really teaching them like what they need to succeed outside of the classroom. It's I realize that that's like subliminally like instilling your mindset when you get into college and it, it starts like this. Like I came out of a summer program, like I said, so to them I was behind the curve. So <clears throat> they put us in classrooms where we were all together, even after we completed the program. And my thing uh, is, if you really wanted me to make progress as a student... You would put me in a diversified learning environment. You would put me in a diversified learning environment where the person that's to my left and my right is actually... That seems like that common sense to me. From. You see what I'm saying? But they brought us in, they kept us together, they let us kill each other off. And then they made it seem like, oh, well, we tried. You know what I mean? Like, we did this. And then now, the spin they put on that is that they try to get you ahead because they say, like, you know, usually you take two courses... Because I, I went to a summer program, too, at Shippensburg. So you usually take two courses in the summertime, and that's like six credits right there. So they try to make it seem like, you know, that you're getting ahead of the students coming in, and you already have a head start on how college works. Like, like dangle like a little carrot. Yeah, yeah, like basically saying, like, and yeah, you're you, you not looking at the stick. And it's, it's really taking more money out your pocket because you do have to pay for your summer program. And think about it this way. If I come there for a semester, right, I spend what? 10 racks on, on tuition for that semester. But at the end of the day, you're paying for me to use water every day, you're paying for me to use electricity every day, you're paying for me to eat every day. Mm -hmm. So who's really losing more money? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yo, so I, like, I, I, I mean, honestly, you had me, as, as soon as you said that it's not a diversified learning environment for you guys, and you all have, obviously have something in common, that does reek to me of, there's no way that after three decades of bringing students from Philadelphia, that no one said, hey, why are they not just fully integrated into the entire process? I think it's I'm sure someone somewhere wants to play it like, oh, you might be comfortable amongst your own, but you're sitting here and saying, like, as soon as you came through that program and showed that you was ready for the college experience, you should have got the college experience. It's my and, don't and, feel like you at home at all. Right. Yeah. It don't feel and, like and, and the students... I would think the rest of the student body has the same mutual benefit from if you guys are all in the classroom to learn the same thing, that's what the classroom is about. It shouldn't be about uh, either a nefarious plan to slim your numbers or just someone being completely oblivious to the fact that that's how education works at a major university. You know what I mean? Like, no classrooms flourish when everyone looks the same, thinks the same, acts the same, talks the same. That's not an education. That's <clears throat> programming. So, I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to tell you guys go back to campus and make some noise, but... <laughs> I mean, overall... Because really, you got to do your schoolwork, but, man, somebody somewhere better... Somebody needs to do something it, about that. The reality is of it is, and the question that we shall ask ourselves is... Do minority students, you know, and not even just black, you know, minority students right. or minority demographics at these predominantly white institutions, 
do we get put on the same playing field as the majority that sits to our left and our right? Probably not. And the, the, rea the answer to the question is no. And yeah, all of the resources may be offered, but in reality, how can I relate to the, to the white teacher that's teaching the classroom that probably already judged me off eye contact? You know what I'm saying? Right. The same way that the person to my left or right can. There's no resource. There's no, uh, there's no connection there on campus for students of, of minority demographics to actually go to somebody and actually be able to talk to somebody. Or, you know, be like, yo, who can I go to to get help in this class? And, you know, the only people that we really know of are, like, the white horsey. You know what I'm saying? Like, he works in financial aid. He's the director. He don't have time for for every right. student on campus. See, see, and the thing is, um, um, and and maybe you can attest to this because you went to uh, Shippensburg. Yeah, multicultural uh, student. Yeah, the multicultural student affairs at, at at Shippensburg. Miss Dot, mm -hmm. like, like she's and and she's she she's been there like since. Like forever, she, and she makes you feel we like don't at home. Right, they right. They have the little building. Right, Millersville used to be better with that type. Like we don't even have a social equity. Millersville used to have a hierarchy. Students. Well, see, that's shocking too. But even amongst the student body, there was a. Uh, I remember witnessing like a sense of mentorship. You know what I mean? No, like when, when I was like, at Millersville, Omar <coughs> Johnson was there, <laughs> and uh, he ran the BSU. Right. It was like, but but. It, right, so we what you're saying is like old heads, old heads would look out for the younger guys right. and say, if you're struggling with something, here's here's an asset that exists on campus or someone that you can talk to. Right, you know, <clears throat> if they couldn't help you themselves. Um, so I, that makes me sad that that yeah. that you that seems to have disappeared. But I would say it shouldn't be necessary. There should be a dedicated service from the university especially if they're taking on if they if they have the mission that they use and we talked about this about like this is a good thing we're doing you know what i mean it's self-advertising look what we're doing we're right. getting all these black kids from mm -hmm. philadelphia and giving them an opportunity uh if that's really what they're doing they should be doing it to the fullest of their ability and not not a looks good from the outside, mm -hmm. but suffers and fractures from the inside program. And I guess that's not going to change. So listening to you guys talk about the reality of the situation, like we're adults in the real world. We uh, have businesses and properties and we see these trends in the world that affect us, but also just that we, we disagree with. You know what I mean? We can't do anything... Uh, immediately but we can make noise and we can um we can try to seize it for ourselves and i know that sucks to say that because you're in class you're saying like you're just all your times in class and that's what it should be and it's like this extra pressure that you have to be your own advocate be your own champion be your own coach and unfortunately that is kind of how the real world is. And so I would say to you, the hard lesson there is to figure out how to overcome those things. And then if you are the older guy on campus, remember that. And when a younger guy comes through, take him under your wing and mentor him. What do you want to ask? So, like most of you guys own your own business and stuff. I own my own home. Yeah. I work for oh, someone yeah. who, I, I work for a small business owner. Yeah. 
See, and that's another thing that, like, worries me in the classroom, because they don't teach you that, like, maybe you should own your own business, or maybe, like, they give you this mindset where, oh, you come here, you get a 3.0 GPA, and life is handed to you after that. <laughs> it's not. So it's like... That's bull... I was, <coughs> was going to touch on that a little bit. And I'm not sure, like, y'all were talking prices, I was kind of zoning in and out, but I know in some cases, you're paying, like, like $100,000 for an education... And right, you, and you come out to to a thirty thousand dollar job. Millersville can wind up costing that shit don't about make no fifty sense. grand. There's no, there's no, there's no reason college should cost that much, but it's normal now. Right. So everybody, we we just kind of fall in line. But college is a great thing, but that's 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 not the only way to success. So I mean, and you're right, they they don't teach you to be an entrepreneur because that's not what they was teaching us. And I know when I was coming through school. College was pretty much, it was either college or the military in my head. I, I never right. once thought, because when you when you grow up in the inner city, it's getting a little better now. But they don't teach you to be an entrepreneur. They teach you to be a worker. Mm. Um, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, there's no, here's the thing. If you are excellent, if you are gifted or talented, you are identified long ago. And then all these resources came to you to nurture your talent or your gift, right? And if you're just an average person, say, the American dream is all these opportunities that exist in the world, right? You should go to college and get, ed get an education. You should go to a school and learn a skill. But that wasn't our reality. When we were seniors in high school or juniors in high school, it was like, what are you going to do after school? And you're like, I, I have no fucking idea because... No one in my family ever did shit after school except get a job. Get a you job. know what I mean? Yeah. That they go, hate. You go to college. You know what I mean? Go and, work and, in whatever and, field. and no, none of my teachers, none of my guidance counselors, no one ever said, "Here's a path that might be good for you, and here's how to walk that path." So we falter and we flounder, and it and that's that's by design because they want us to fill factories. Fill the, the military right. the services, fill fill prisons. You know what I mean, they, and and because they make money off of us that way. And they design it like that because they don't want everybody to be a boss. No, somebody no, no, has no. to be the employee. Yeah, they don't want everybody to be a boss. They don't want yeah. you guys to be free from thinkers. Like the inner city, I can attest to like in my high school and in certain high schools in the suburbs. You can have a high school in the suburbs that they teach you a trade in high school. And they'll mm. teach you Chinese in high school. Yeah. When I went to school, I didn't have none of that. I only took right. reading and math. Yeah. I barely did like any work. And you, you you're you're from Philadelphia, so yeah, you like, and at what what year in college are you in? I'm in my sophomore year. Alright, so you're in your uh you're in your second year of college. So your public education experience in, in Philadelphia in junior high and high school, I mean, you guys have had a public education crisis for like 12, 12 years at least, right? Mm -hmm. So, almost your entire uh, um, core education system was in a public school that was severely underfunded. And you say you didn't even, you probably didn't have a real uh, music department, art Nothing. department, that kind of like, stuff, right? People be taking i tech 101 computer science and programs like i feel like people that's not in the inner city have a head start on people that that's absolutely really true yeah that's absolutely true you're not really prepared for college so yeah even the college 
and you're taking all these like hard classes or just just regular classes in general, like you know, junior right. courses or anything. You could fix your way through high school. Eh? Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> yeah. new world. So like, like, you're not used to like you know going to the library or you're not used to studying. You don't know like, how to use the resource center yeah, because you, know, you didn't have you one. Never had one. Right. right. So everything. That's, just, that's, and they're just looking at you like, what do you mean you don't know how to use this? And you're right, like, and there's nobody that's, that's exactly <laughs> how I felt when I got to college. When I walked into college, and they was like, campus that can just. Hold you down and let you know like what's going, what's on. going on. Like the people see, that's, I, that should be part of an intense orientation yeah, process that says like, "Yo, we're gonna have you come here three days exactly. next week and spend two hours here, and we're gonna walk you through all the resources uh, that are here for you." So when you're in class and you're like, "Damn, I'm struggling," you can be like, "I can go to resource center and I know how to use right, all this." Yeah, I can you know, go to the multicultural center and feel like. My mom is there, and my my uncle. Yeah, at least they offer it back, before like, you even come into the school because it's like it's like, not even offered really. Like that's why. Like the person yeah. that's in charge, the person that's in charge though is the oldest is there, senior. Mm. How can you really feel right. that person and be like he might be right? Like, what about right. the person that is older that got more experience? They might can touch on the situation better or make you feel comfortable and open you with open arms. We can. Fight and argue with our brothers and sisters all day, but when that higher authority there and that higher power, they can look down on you, kind of tell you what really, what's the game like? Right. How stuff really go? Right, and you're and you're gonna take it. With a, you're gonna be like, okay, I think what they're telling me right now is something I need to be paying attention it's to. Very... We have a uh, comment uh, from uh, from the crowd. Uh, Tony, Tony Dastra. Um, he he says that I think colleges and universities aren't worried about the students anymore. And they're just concerned about uh, the bottom line. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Do you uh, feel as though that that's true? Yeah. Um, and I have like a situation that I can relate to that, that I kind of just experienced. So I had this stats class, and um, you know, kind of speaking to their point too, like how you know the preparation for certain demographics leading into college is a lot far behind the curve than other people, you know what I'm saying, they might sit in that majority. So uh, for me, stats, like that form of math, I really never seen before. Like I'm 22 years old, you know what I'm saying? Like when I was in high school, I didn't have no algebra teacher when I first got there, mm -hmm. or none of that stuff. Like we used to go to class just to go to class to all congregate together and crack jokes. Like. Why the like, hell do they still teach algebra? You see what, what I'm saying? Like a lot of people from... <laughs> Apparently from, they uh, didn't teach it though. From other areas, you know what I'm saying? It might come from like Coatesville or Harrisburg, whatever the case may be. Like that's like... Um, to them, like that's just wow. Like, they're like, bizarre. I was doing this in ninth grade. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, they were doing that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So... Somebody to, said that to me in my class. To kind of expand on that. In high school? Me, yeah. in that class, Stop. you know, I had, I, I had trouble keeping up with some of the stuff because it's like certain rules about math that I'm supposed to just know instantaneously, I was already missing. So, you know, I might feel like I'm slow in there, but in reality, I'm just miseducated. Mm. So then when I go to try to find the resources to actually do well in the class, so I go and look for a tutor, they only offer one tutor. And that person's wow. only available on Wednesdays at four o'clock and I work. Wow. Right. See what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. they would rather me, they expect me to take an F in the course or a D in the course by barely passing. Rather than work with you on the education oh, that you than, need. Yeah, rather than work with me or already have in places the resources that, you know, can make the class a feasible There's got to be models for this that exist somewhere. There has to be. And that just speaks to that person's point. They really don't care because. Shout out to Tony Dastro. That leaves me mm -hmm. with the ultimatum now. Either I have to muscle up and take the D, which ain't going to bring my GPA up. That's not going to help me get into grad school. 
Or I got to withdraw from the class and lose the 1300 already. Mm. See what I'm saying? And I went to go talk to the professor about it. I said, yo, what do I have to do then to get this grade? He said, listen, you could try to take it again in the summer when you got more time. Wow. See what I'm saying? Like, he, he signed cold, a withdrawal man. form for me before I, we even had a conversation about whether or not I should keep the class. And that just goes to show how yeah. it's systematic to them at this point. Yeah. You don't fit the quota. You don't fit the level of expectation. Right. This is, this is your only yeah, avenue. Care. This is what you have to do. I don't care about teaching you. You should have been taught. But in reality, the job of an educator is to always seek to aspire to teach knowledge and to give mm. knowledge. Tell it. Tell That's it. they just missing this college experience. You don't get that. And especially as minority students who already barely come from anything, they don't prepare to actually help us make it through college. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll, they'll set us up to fail again. It's the same form of systematic racism that people fighting on the block. You come to me. I come here. I feel like I'm about to do something. You tell me I'm not good enough. So then I hop in the mentality that, okay, I'm not good enough. So now I'm right back where I started. Mm. We're going to need Millersville to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Shippensburg, too. Uh, I mean, Shippensburg falls falls in that uh, same same uh, design a, as well. Because I know, I know for me, like, I'm from, I'm, I'm from Lancaster. So, like, seeing, seeing and being the only black person in the room, that never shocked me. But for like a lot of my because you friends, went to Catholic High because I went to Catholic High yeah because yeah. <laughs> I went to Catholic High Wait, but, fish day right yeah. <laughs> fish high but for like for like a lot of my friends you know it's, especially my friends from Philly it was a culture shock like when they got up to Shippensburg it was a culture shock even even down to the smell because they right. weren't used yeah. to like the smell of right. Shippensburg and they're like oh yeah. my gosh like yo I can't like, get used to this like smell like when, when when you date a girl from Philly and bring her back to Lancaster she'd be like your air smells like horse shit get out of here what are you talking about <laughs> like, 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 this is good country air girl what you talking about it's that clean stuff if you're not from Lancaster the smell isn't acquired no <laughs> you hit that you hit Route 30 and you ain't from here that can turn your stuff. see I think what Damn. happens is you drive through uh, Kenneth Square and all that shit that they grow the mushrooms <laughs> in gets stuck in your nostrils and oh Kenneth Square like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> every Tuesday I'm in Kenneth Square but yeah. so like 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 so like stuff like that there's there's no like ease in process right. um, and and they just it, it, it's the administration that they just expect you to just Assimilate, up. just assimilate. Exactly. Don't bother us. Right, right. Don't ask us for right. shit. But at just assimilate. But at Shippensburg, we were lucky enough to have that. Again, just like the NSA. real world. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that, that joint is lit. Like, yeah, really it, it's like a buffer, yeah, like a is. cultural buffer, yeah. and it eases you in right. to yeah. that Shippensburg that, culture. Yo, that's something I can't relate to because of living in Lancaster City, going to public school in Lancaster mm -hmm. City, graduating from McCaskey, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We, and and McCaskey graduates talk about this all the time, you go out into the real world and you're like, why is everybody so polarized? Like, this has not been my experience for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And and meeting people that, McCaskey used to do this uh, inner high school exchange program with like uh, schools like Solanco and Donegal. Mm -hmm. This was in the early 90s. They might have had five or ten minority students and maybe half of them was Indian, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, from India. Uh, and then they would come to McCaskey and they would be like shook, <laughs> but also confused. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because now they're like, yo, there is no minority or majority percentage 
at at this school. There's like everybody, right. and there's oh they're not Spanish. They're Puerto Rican, Mexican, Guatemalan, Colombian. Oh, well, you, you know they're not they're not Chinese. They're Vietnamese, Chinese, Thai. You know what I mean? So we had all these different languages being spoken in our school. All these different kids that grew up together and went to school <clears> together, and all of our experience was the same. And then we like leave that and go into the world, and we're like this polarization that we weren't used to. Whereas other people are used to that, and then you don't know how to respond to it, right? Because you're like, I'm. I feel like I can walk in anywhere and talk to anybody, right? There's this. Uh, there's this girl that I was uh, cool with, in Shippensburg. Mm -hmm. Tell and us her name in detail. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just gonna say this girl. Cool. He did the air quotes. <laughs> you all can't see. Right. Like. <laughs> and and uh, she, this girl in college, she, she was so cool. I was the first <laughs> black guy. That she had ever talked to. Oh, shit. And she was like... She said you speak well. She said you speak so well. No, she said, you know, I never knew there were, you know, black people like you. And I was like, I was like, all right. And here's the thing. That that wasn't a killer. She was like, you know, I want to take you back home so you can come out with me and my brothers. And we can go coon bashing. And I was like... I was like, I was she, like, wait, she said the words coon bashing. She said, so we can go coon bashing. I was like, yeah, she was about to teach I was like, what's, <laughs> what's coon bashing? She was like, oh, it's when you get some um, um, Billy clubs or you get some um, baseball bats Yo, and you ride went, around in the woods and you know, hit <laughs> raccoons. He would have went back to the crib. Came back to campus. <laughs> Where the hell was she from? She was from like the Bloomsburg area. She was from Lynchburg. <laughs> like, like, and me and my friends had jokes about this for weeks. Right. I obviously stopped talking to her. But I was like, yo, but she was mad sincere. She was she, completely clueless and sincere. Oh, she was. You should have told her the myth is true. Too, <laughs> no, he did. He said he stopped talking to her, so he obviously hit it and quit it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to bash your coon. <laughs> Changed her whole life. <laughs> <laughs> she, probably, she, she probably got a little type of quad out there right now. Yeah, she's still born with Her entire family stopped being racist <laughs> the day that their grandchild was born. That's, yeah. <sighs> but, yeah, um, right. They had to flash the camera on your ass when you came back. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, but, uh, um, the brothers, they about to get up out of here. Um, I, I, I know that y'all got some uh, things coming up. Um, yeah, yes. Say what you got to say. Use um, the um, monitor right here. So, um, go ahead, brother. Say your piece. Brother Paul Mark. Brother Paul Mark. Go on ahead. The old head on the yard. <laughs> so, Capital Week is from April 8th to the 13th. Tonight we got Meet the Catfish at 8.11 p.m. and Smack Room till 2. Tomorrow we got Indie Love Casino Night with the ladies of the Lambda Alpha Chapter, Sigma Gamma Rosa Ready Incorporated, that's in Smack Club The Real. Tuesday we got The Effects of Bullying in America and Smack Room 118. Wednesday is Five New Pie in front of the University Store from 12 to 2. Thursday is Lady Appreciation, Smack Room 2 to 2, 9 11 p.m. 
Friday culture on the quad. So I see y'all there, 12 and 2 as well. What? Sound like the week is lit. Yeah. It definitely does. Come out, show love, compile your favorite cab, or all of that. Like, we'll be around. The nasty noops, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, good luck to you, gentlemen. Seriously. Yes, yeah, yes. Definitely appreciate um, you coming in. Yeah, it was nice to meet y'all and, and uh, informative to hear what you guys had to say about your experience. Um, I, I hope I hope that changes get made. I hope that you guys are part of some of those changes. Yeah. And I hope that everything works out for you guys, I, I got man. two years on the canvas. I ain't going to leave without Yeah. No, seriously, keep doing what you're doing, man. I, it, it's it's inspiring yes. to see a group of gentlemen who's who have goals and and are seeking education, no matter how difficult it, it is presenting itself to be for you guys. And no matter so, what they tell you, there is more black men in college than there is in jail. Right, yep. right. Don't believe yep. the hype. Achievement in every field of human endeavor, fellas. Yo, I would, I would, yo, yes, but I would, yes, I would ask you though. Once you're done with all of this and you're out in the real world and you get established, help somebody else yeah, out. Yeah, help somebody else yeah, out. Good gotcha. to meet you, man. All right, brothers. Yep, nice to meet you, gentlemen. Best of luck to you. All right, brother. Those were the nasty noobs we had in the building. <laughs> you know Keith had to get his brothers in here. Yeah. <laughs> Now we can make a whole bunch of jokes about Cap. cap. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Cap is it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, my, uh, dude on the route, uh, he be going in on Cap as on the regular. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, on the route.com. Uh, he must have dropped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get him. I'm going to tag him in it. I'm going to tag him in it. I'm going to start the same side as the blood. Y'all got to find Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, I, I, I'm just saying, we've we, we been around since 1911. So, I mean, the blood's... Like they, 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 they kind of un, un, unless they were before, you know, nineteen eleven. If they came in nineteen ten. I don't think we was, we yeah, wasn't yeah. doing too much. Of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not we. I'm saying like black people. <laughs> 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 so don't put me in that category. Sharecropping maybe, uh, and get yeah. about to fight in the first world war. war. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We talked a lot of, a lot of. Intelligence, a lot of education. Y'all ready to get into some ignorant shit? Let's do it. Because <laughs> it wouldn't be say less unless we got a little more ignorant. Ignorant, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what do we think about this fabulous shit, man? This, that that shit kind of, kind of, kind of hurt my heart, man. That's yeah. kind of fabulous. Yeah. What that Emily B, yo? That's beautiful. Yeah, See, it's um, it's just talking about man. domestic violence, and this guy talk about smashing Emily B. Yeah, he's I mean, already. <laughs> I mean, listen, she gonna need a shoulder to cry on. It definitely I'm does. Sure I'll be will. there for her. Uh, yeah, it's fucked up, man. Uh, it's disappointing because he's not a young man anymore, and I don't mean anything by that. But it's like you know, I would have not been so surprised to hear about it. 10, 15 years ago to hear about it now and your kids are there but and it's he, a family affair. And I, I think it's shocking just the fact that it's fab because we always used to him being so even killed. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Back. So bad, yeah. Like, yeah, and, and, and the, the footage, I mean, he's definitely wilding. It was a bad look. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely wilding and it's like, bro, you knew you was on camera too. What and, were you doing? I mean, now, all this, 
is allegedly we don't know exactly what happened, so I'm, I'm not gonna. I mean, they got him on camera holding a knife, going crazy, rushing past his security guard, yeah, his well, kids screaming. Anything could have happened, man. He could have. Are oh, you saying before the video? He could have had toast on the on the on the, on the table when he wanted to put some butter on it with the, with the knife. I don't. Who yeah, knows what the knife yeah, was for? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what the knife was for. Yeah. We don't get his nuts on Yeah. 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 I mean, we understand. He, he used the knife to threaten to kill her, which is what he was doing with it. That's Listen, what he was doing with it. I, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's not a good look. We know domestic violence is definitely... Uh, Yo, beyond the violence, beyond the violence, though, is... Uh, and like you said, it's allegedly, but the details of his relationship with mm -hmm. her, the control, that's the real... That's the real alarm. The yeah. manipulation, the control, the oppression, so to speak. Well, I think we saw a lot That's of that when she was on TV. On like, hip hop. He yeah. wasn't on there, but, like, you know, she. She, she dealt with a lot. Right. It didn't show the relationship. Yeah, and apparently this is, you know, a long, long, long term thing. So, you know, we can assume, you know, he's, he's probably been physically abusive as well, but he's been mentally and emotionally abusive. And even if this was the first time he ever got physical, that mental and emotional abuse can destroy a person. We all know that. I mean, that's that's human psychology. And what's worse is it can really fuck up your kids. You that's, know. that's that's the part. I mean, they have a family. So Right. He has sons and he's he's showing his sons what their mother is worth to him. Yeah. And that's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a sad situation all all around. Like it, I, there's there's really no like, like if, you, said, if you were, if you're gonna threaten your wife or punch her or whatever, man, don't do it in front of your kids. Like, don't do it at all. <laughs> don't do it at all. That was a week. Yeah, was a week. Let's choke that hope. Say no, <laughs> no, don't do that neither. Um, but uh, my part, my my problem that I had on social media when this came out, um, I saw guys justifying it. Like, yeah, what did Emily B do now? <sighs> Don't My question him. was, if he did knock her teeth out and punched her seven times in the face is what the court documents say. So this is all allegedly. But yeah, if, please if this, tell me what it is she had to do to deserve that. What, That's what I want to know. Right. What could she do outside of smack his mother that deserved the ass whooping? Because if you yeah. touch Joy away, I'm putting hands yeah. on Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's some, no. That's you're absolutely right, Billy. What? It, yeah. What, what could he possibly? Exactly. So when you're you're publicly yo, and I look at that shit like, bro, yo, you're wilding right the, now. Like the, you're wilding that you're publicly being like, nah, fam, we need to know Emily, all the facts. If if you're asking <laughs> what did Emily do to get you know what they way, sound like. What? You know what they sound like? They sound like the people when an unarmed man is killed by police and they be like, but what did he do? He didn't listen. He should have listened. Bruh, that's what the fuck they sound like yeah. when they be like, what did she do? Now let's Come say, on, man. Let's say it's worst case scenario when she went and fucked somebody. His brother. Okay. You might want to kick her ass. <laughs> but you're going to have to walk away. Yeah. You got to walk away. It's not worth it. Now... But he's obviously an abusive person. I mean, we we know that is, their relationship is one of abuse and control. So it's a power construct for him. And do we know that? I mean, it's it's really seems highly likely that he's been manipulative and emotionally and mentally abusive to her for over a decade. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
it, it kind of seems we can that infer way. as much. I don't know if he's beat the shit out of her mad times or never and only threatened to, but you know, I don't know. I hope she gets away from it. I hope she gets away from That's it. That's what everybody's saying. They hope she gets away. And I've read something. Uh, like that guy ain't going to change. I read something a day ago that says she's actually con- she's talking to him every day now. She's considering going back. <sighs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, more power they do to have you, a family. And I do not know what happened specifically in their relationship. So, as a man with a family, I hope Fab can maybe get it right and they can work it out. Like, I don't... I, I don't like this. I don't like to see families torn right. apart. So, I if their relationship is toxic, maybe they can fix it. If not, then I'm, they're going to have to go their separate ways, or somebody's really going to get hurt. Yeah. If that is the case, right? Uh, Those are good but, points. You know, so I mean, best of luck to Fab and their whole family. And uh, if he did knock her teeth out, he's trash for that. Um. Cardi B dropped this week. Cardi B year. Cardi A. Cardi. Yeah. <laughs> she wild, man. I love her. Yeah. Forever. She's great. Yeah. Yo. Um, she's a nut, man. I mean, I just, I'll be like, I don't even know sometimes what she's talking about, but I'm like, I don't care, yo. Dude, yo, she, yo. She's, yeah. so she's cool. enjoying this ride. Yeah. yeah. That, that chick tickles me pink, yo. Yeah. <laughs> like, mean, seeing her success... Or, like, she's having fun with her success. I just, I, and she, by all accounts, she earned it. And it's, like, makes you feel good to witness that. It's yeah, pretty like, cool, like, man. Like, we was talking the other day. Not the other day. Earlier. And we was saying how she, she has that presence. When she just walks in and she lights a room up. Yeah. She probably was always that way. Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's she's one of those lively people. Like, yeah. like we said, like, Tiffany Haddish is one of those right. people. Too. Right, right, they, right. They just right. have that, that energy. That, that energy. And you feel it. When Authenticity. <clears throat> Now there's people who who don't fuck with Cardi and they say she's she's a she was a stripper and she's dumb and maybe these things might be true, but she's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're allowed to have fun. Yeah. We're allowed to have fun. Like I she said, can't be that dumb. I said something on right. social she, media she about that right now. She can't be. That yeah. Dumb. Like if nothing else, admire her fucking work ethic and her hustle. her uh yeah her Listen, her tenacity. If you're a stripper. First off, I respect that. I respect strippers. Mm. I got a dollar for every one of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we do the strip. Nah, um, <laughs> we. I, I respect strippers, yo. Like, I, for real, like, if you can get up there and work, some of these chicks is may bring home a hundred grand a year. Like, I'm not mad at you, shorty. If, if yeah, I'm not. I am mm. not mad at you. I wouldn't really knock anyone's hustle. Uh, I, I mean, you know. If you're safe, if you're safe and successful, and you're you, that's what you want to do. Then I, I got I got nothing to say about it, really. You know what I mean? Where else can you go get titties bounced off your face for a dollar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> America, America, strip clubs, baby. Yeah. Oh man, yo, we got sidetracked talking about titties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, shout out Is to that Cardi. what we're going to talk about for a whole hour? Titties. <laughs> um, yeah, they crucified me. Um, they crucified me the other day because I said I was I, I fucked with Cardi's album a little bit. Like I, I heard a couple songs. And they was like, ah, oh, how could you? I just yo, I I like. Party, yo, yo it, yeah, it, like all of a sudden you're not allowed to like like something that's commercial, something that's pop. 
and I'm and like you said, yo, she's fun. Like, like yo, I don't gotta like like every fucking counterculture, uh, basement underground hip hop record. You right. know what I mean? I'm allowed to be like I'm allowed to be like Yo that stir fry shit is dope yo You know what I mean Like it don't mean I know a damn thing about Migos I seen them on Saturday Night Live And I was like yo this song is crazy yo And then I had to listen to that shit It's just a vibe Like you don't you don't listen to my favorite rapper is Nas, so you're not gonna tell me I don't yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah, respect yeah, yeah. lyricism. Yeah, I mean Black Star is the greatest hip hop album of 1998. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a pure hip hop album. I'll recite every word for you backwards in my sleep with broken legs. It's okay to love the lyrics and still like the fun shit that these yeah, kids are doing. Right, these right. kids are like they're in their twenties. Let them have fun. Yeah. Then it kills me like the people from our era. They're and destroying our legacy. Man, you sound like our parents sounded like nah, we was young, hip, man. Hip-hop is a little different than what we had. And it's taking a left turn, though. Yeah, a lot of us, a lot of it is fucking trash. Let's just be serious. Right. And a lot, of, a lot of people think Cardi's trash. I think Cardi's fun. There was always trash, though. There was always trash. That's my thing. In any genre, in any art form, there was always trash, always watered down, bastardized shit. Yeah, he was talking about this shit yesterday. She made good music. He's got to respect it. I was like, not only was there always trash, there was rappers that we loved that weren't lyricists. No. Yeah. Nori. Nori. Right. Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> old like, Dirty, yeah. <laughs> Don't Cam talk about Rock. Oh, man, yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? We love these dudes. Yeah. Don't tell me. Me and Reese. Me and Reese had, had that ODB love, yo. Yeah. Mm. Rocking them today. Yep. Uh, yeah, like, I'm like, yo, don't act like everything was super lyrical. Like, uh, we had our dope shit. We had Shaq a- made multiple albums, and man. And we loved it. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Twism. You got your Twism gear? That one Shaq <laughs> album was hard, <laughs> yo. Yeah, had, had Biggie on there. Uh, he debuted with the foo. Schnickens. You can't stay away. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man. Yo, Shaq had a song with B-I-G, yo. Yo, and I heard it the other day. And That's he, another career Biggie ended. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but Shaq didn't sound like a... He didn't sound like he was... Now, of course, he wasn't Biggie. Yeah. But he sounded like he belonged on that song, oh, though. Like, I was like, yo. Because uh, Big uh, probably wrote it. Yeah. That's a possibility. That's a high possibility. <laughs> Did anyone get on the track with Big and he didn't write their verse? That wasn't... I'm saying that wasn't a real... Because Big was like, if you got a check, I'll get on the record with you. But, like, a lot of cats, if they weren't already established rappers, Big definitely wrote their verse. Yeah. Shaq, Kim, half the, all the Junior Mafia C's, except yeah. C's, you know what I mean? Remember how Biggie bodied Tracy Lee on his own song and then you never heard from Tracy Lee again? Yo, <laughs> remember, when Tracy Lee, remember when Tracy Lee came to Millersville? Yeah, <laughs> that song was super hard, but nobody yeah. remembers Tracy Lee's verse. No. Oh man! Just, yo, and that brings me to another thing that I was talking about with somebody else the other day, which I think we can debate. We all love Big, but um, do you ever think he didn't have the hardest verse on the song? I mean, just going off of memory. Yeah, like going off of memory. I mean, now his catalog's not that big, and we can't count the shit that that he. That came out after he died and they just threw people on it. That's not yeah, 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 yeah. Right, saying, right. Like, You're saying he, big live recording right. the verse. I don't know who was fucking with him on any track that we heard him with. Like yo, like I said, he fucking ended Bone Thug's career in their style with his verse. Cause, <laughs> Cause you listen to that song 
And the the intro to that song is long, and you're like, yeah, yo. And, and as soon as Big spits, you're like, all right, skip. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even listen to them dudes rap their own style. I mean, even cool. on the Biggie duets. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. And but okay, Nobody but even shit like ball. the total song where he and he had the verse. You know, one step kaboom, black suits fill the room. Yeah. You know. You you're listening to Big, you're like, yo, he could have recited the alphabet and it was hot, but what he's saying is like, that dude is sick. And then like the real Big, you know, my man got to fucking kidnap kids, you know what I mean? Big, that's it, big yo. Said, big said a lot of yeah. suspect shit. Don't yeah, yeah, oh, crazy, 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 you know. But I'm so good, I suck on your... Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Then they said but, that was a Richard Pryor line, but then we found out Richard Pryor was fucking yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That probably, that probably yeah. the line you should have That used. was not. That was <laughs> not a. Uh, I, I feel like you should have brought that because. out. No, yeah, Biggie. Uh, I don't know. You know, he had that rare ability. Like once that mic was in front of him, I think it just it was him. It was his spirit, and it came out, and and you couldn't. You the, couldn't mess with The him. only reason I, I asked the question about um, did he did he, did he ever lose on a song, basically. Not, we know he never spit a whack verse, but um, I was listening to The What the other day, and I was with like... Ma- with Matt. And I was like... All right. I said, yo, meth? Yeah. I mean, listen... Come to spread the butter lyrics over how many grits. Listen, yeah, yeah. The meth, meth was meth was, top of his game, too. If, if meth didn't come out with the hardest verse, it was a tie. Yeah, no, that's that's Meth body that shit. Yo, there's a lot of good songs on that album, man. Ready to die, uh, unbelievable. The original, Primo. Uh, the, the original, one more chance. Yeah, the original, one more chance, which was super nasty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yo, the what? Nah, you're right, yo. I think Meth Meth hung with him on that one, real tough. It's the Moat Killer Death Track. Yep. Yo, he, yeah, he went in on that. I, I, so you know that's the only. Time. But and I still listen to Unbelievable. I, it, that's Unbelievable R. Kelly yeah. sampled into that song. See, See? Primo you produced R. Kelly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just don't piss on nobody. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I think I think Big would fuck with Cardi. Big was a he was he was he was a yeah. clown. He was funny. Yeah. You can respect Cardi for being Cardi, yo. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. You either like her or you don't like her. But you should like her. Like, and if you don't like her, just shut up. Yeah, I mean, that would be weird. Like, yeah, like what's why why does it bother you? She's like, a, she's do, a, if you have to go out of your way to say something bad about anybody doing their thing in this world, bruh, get your shit together. Leave, leave them people be. Root for her just because she's a kid from the hood and she's winning. Yeah. She, she could have. It could have went left from being a stripper. Yeah, she could be stuck in public housing forever, just in the cycle of bullshit and drama. But she made a name for herself and went after it. Went after it hard and heavy and got it. That's literally the American dream. And she's knocked up now. Congrats to her. So, you know, shout out to Cardi and the new album, man. Let the kid have her fun. Uh, What else we got to talk about that happened this week? Um, Are we out of time? Mm. No. Um, the chick shot the boy on Facebook. Mm. Did so they, they were, they were just yeah. playing with a gun. They were playing with a handgun. No, so, you didn't see it. Nah, I mean I I saw the headlines and stuff, but yeah, I haven't. I'm, I'm oh no 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 no! What? There's video footage of yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah I don't want to see that. Nah. You're um, saying this guy got killed? Yeah, right on, on, on live. 
live. It yeah. looked like they was playing she with was a gun. She was playing with a gun. She cocked it. It was just some, going, and it went off. Some she people, right were, some people were saying that uh, that he had beef with the boy that was in the back seat. They was beefing on social media. I'm not sure how true that is. The, the chick is gonna catch a charge. Yeah, she got charged already. Nah, I, that's that's yeah, she, terrible. She, she domed him, right? Like, yeah, right. Now. I mean, I know you know. You know, there's so much you could try to unpack about that. Like, dude getting killed on live feed on social media, and I didn't even, I didn't even infer that from the headlines that I read. So that. It's not even the biggest news story. And the fact that they're just being reckless with a handgun is like, that's she, so she, American, it's ridiculous and routine now. She cocked it she and cocked then pointed it. at him and says, what'd she say? Something about... We draw down on them. We draw down on them. So it seemed so like... They were, stu- they, were, they were talking, you know right. what I mean? Showing off and... Playing around. Yeah. Like, playing around with the fucking gun. Like, I, that's something anyone should be doing. Even in my childhood, when I was around guns, we knew... We didn't play with them like that. They, we knew, and I was, I used to hang around some stupid people. Right. They, 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 you always knew, man. You don't point a gun at any at person. You don't point guns at people. Like that's you just don't fucking do it. Anyone anywhere who's ever had any kind of responsible interaction with a gun knows you don't point that shit at people. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter if you check the barrel 92 times. Don't you don't happened, point it. Bro. Exactly. So we don't know if it was an accident or or they they, they might have set him up. Like, those both of those stories are being yeah, played around. I, right. I don't think they would set him up and put it on live. That was my thing. You know um, I mean? Cause why would you, you know what I mean? you pretty much indicting yourself on that. Right. But... Right. That's we, just like extreme stupidity and yeah. irresponsibility, but and, then it, again, and it's tragic. Are, but people nowadays are, are stupid, stupid doing. Yeah, they're doing. These are kids well, or young yeah, adults. Young, young adults, teenagers. like twenty two, twenty three. It's ridiculous. I mean, we're talking about the generation who snorts condoms. Well, that's not true, Billy. That's not true. You that's know. the challenge now. What it's you mean, not, it's true, not true, man. That's just another internet bullshit, just like the Tide thing. I'm not saying all of them. Nah, but it's not even a thing, man. Like maybe four people, dude. You know what? I started looking into that. They said in 2003 is when that condom snorting started. 2003. Right? The, the Tide Pod thing been around since 2013. I read this whole thing about all these things that that are reported as things kids are doing. And then they collate the data and find out it's like, it's a rehashed story. It's been around. It's an urban myth. It just makes it yes, worse because you got social it. media now. Right. You, you see and they say, like, yes, it. of course people have done it, but they, like, here's the nine reported cases across five years where it was done. And um, some of them was like, this was total bullshit. There's actually no proof that anyone anywhere did it. And I know there's video of, like, people snorting condoms okay, and stuff. So, but what I'm saying condom, is it, condom gets, snorting, it, condom it comes to us... Like, it's a thing they do, and it's not true. Condom snorting aside, we are talking about a generation who... Exists in a broken-ass world. And they, yeah, they... These kids are doing opioids. And, in in and America, where we're like... Like, like I've said on this show a thousand times, get your gun, guys. Get it. Get all the get guns. Get all the fucking guns while you can. You know, like, that's the real issue there. You know, that... The proclivity and the recklessness with guns, like it's insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't play with guns. I, I keep my guns in my safe. Right, I don't understand. Like, 
what what the fuck like i was just at my buddy's house he got fucking guns out the ass and they're just all out and accessible and i'm like what are you doing man like you're a grown-ass man why are all these weapons out like they're on display like people can just fucking pick them up like i don't that's ridiculous man yeah i, I don't understand and you ain't never seen my shotgun you've been in my house Plenty of people have been in my house. you never seen my damn shotgun. And mm. my shit's pretty cool. You know what I mean? It's got some really cool uh, augmentations to it. <laughs> you know? But I ain't like, oh, check out my shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, because you ain't me. a wild turkey running around my yard or a, a badger trying to get my kids or, you know, an intruder that I need to turn into sausage. Like, it's, I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's no I don't understand the shit. And I seen all the same movies that everyone else seen and loved, and all the all the whole fucking America equals well, tough guy with a gun shit. I loved all that shit growing up, but I never in my head was like, let me be mad reckless with this thing that can kill somebody. Of, because of how reckless our inner, I'm, I'm just talking inner city now. Because of how reckless our our generation was in the inner city when we the, the heavy drug dealing started and the murders. These kids now are desensitized to that shit. So right. Yeah. So, it, like, life don't mean as right. much to them. And, they, and, and even if they weren't, they see it at every angle now. Not just, like, all of our kids see it everywhere. And, they and if it's not f- their reality in the streets they live in, it's their reality on their social media, on mm-hmm. their TV screens, in all of their influences, and they see the news coverage is, by and large, just constantly... Uh, Glazing over the fact that human lives are lost behind a gun. We had... I forgot ex- what the fuck I was about to say. I lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 it's just nutty. I mean, these kids, we just got to pray for... That, that video was disturbing. I just wanted to talk about it. I didn't know if you watched it. <sighs> you, you might not want to. No, nah, I'm not going to. Yeah, like, you telling me that is like, I'm just like... I want to read about it. I only watched it once until he just showed me again just now, and it was disturbing. The same, like I don't, I ain't like to see that. That shit was, yeah. it was, it was a bad look. Um, we go to moving along. Did you watch Roseanne this week? I watched the first two episodes of the show. Um, my, did did you watch it? The first time it was well, like, I mean, when I was, was a kid, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, I probably watched it for like five or six years. But then I, I had to look and see it was on for like nine or ten years. So, you know, in its later years, I would have been, you know, a teenager or whatever, and not really watching it. Right. You know, so I don't know the, I don't know the lore of the show and the development of the characters, but I remember. Her being, you know, crass and rough and tumble, but, like, still moral in that, like, fair in life. Her, the character on the show. Yeah. Um, but I did watch the first two episodes uh, because I'm a John Goodman fan. So I watched the first two episodes. That's your twin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you do look like yeah, John. I've always said I, that. I, and I, I've always owned it, too. <laughs> See, that's, it's all right. Trump said that yeah. she, she had the highest ratings because of him. Right, and she was like, "Fuck off." Yeah, yeah. it had nothing to do with you. But so yeah, I'll say, I like I watched the right? first two episodes, and they, from an objective standpoint, they dive right into it. Right, they dive right into it, and they give and take. So I didn't come away from the first two episodes and be like, "This is some kind of like Trump propaganda." You know what I mean? I haven't watched any more episodes, but 
like her grandson is definitely like transgender and they're not making a deal out of it you know uh her grandson is transgender yeah well i mean i don't know what the technical term is but her grandson definitely acts and dresses like a girl and there's a whole issue of like him going to school being a new student because they just moved in and dan is this you know tough regular dude but he handles it really well so there's that dynamic of it. And then her and her sister as characters had argument about Please, Trump and Hillary. Let me ask a question real quick. And I mean no disrespect by this. Shout out to the LGBTQ community. Um, is it really necessary to have a gay or a lesbian or a transgender on every show now? To, so they're so they're represented. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm asking... <laughs> Inclusion is important. I'm, I'm asking really... Not, not on some like rhetorical shit, because like, pretty much all my favorite shows have somebody. Right. And I'm wondering, like, is this production doing this because they're sincere and they care about this issue, or is this yeah, production I mean, like, doing it to be like a look? We're inclusive. Please like us and be a fan of us. Here's the thing, like, I, I don't, I don't see that many gay people every day, like in my nor in my normal life. I see right. gay people. And or trans transgenders, and I'm fine. I, I got gay cousins and all that shit. Right? Why wouldn't you be? But people, they're just yeah, fucking people. I never I'm knew just, black people were like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I never knew gay people were like people. I think I see more people on TV than I see in my regular life. Right. And I'm. I think I see more people on TV than I see in the no, real I, world too. And not well, to, I yeah, just mean people. In general. Because yeah, <laughs> like, oh man, I don't want to go there. There's people there. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. Like, and I'm, I'm sure there's like millions. That, like they're they're represented by millions. But I'm just like, yo, do they have to do this every show? Right. 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 I get what you're saying. They don't put black people on every show. Well, you guys got your own network. We wasn't our friends for 10 <laughs> how much years. Is, how much is enough, Billy? You got your own network. <laughs> got your own month. Like The BET fellow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. So I, was, I seen someone was like, watch all your favorite BET shows. I was like, uh, do I have any of those? I can't, even, I can't even remember the last show I watched on BET. I think uh, it was that, uh, that Irv Gotti shit. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was just really asking. Like I said, no disrespect. Actually, you know, Shout I, out to the LGBT I, I, You know what you're saying. Community. It's like... I don't know. I, I feel like when you're watching something and you can tell if, like, the character portrayals are authentic or generic. And if it's generic, you're just like, I'm, you know, this maybe this won't even last, but this show ain't for me. And if it's authentic, it's like they're not going to be one-note, one-dimensional. But, I, you know, inclusion in Hollywood is a hot trend now. Exactly. But right? And it's like gonna, we're all competing for the to be the inclusive Thing. But if you're going to include, which you can include them, but keep that same energy for everybody. How I many, agree. How many fuck? How many Latinos do we see on TV? Uh, unless you're on Telemundo, you I mean, see much. well, I, I mean, Salvo Gigante. Yeah, it's it does <laughs> seem like it does seem like you always get like two or three shows, and it's like, hey, well, here's your three successful Spanish shows. Here's your three successful here's black the thing. shows. Latinos, uh, uh, Jane the Virgin La is, is Latinos make up. So much of American population. Right. Why are they not more represented? Right. If, if you're gonna represent for the for the, the gay community, I don't know what the numbers are. I'd be curious to see the numbers 
and, of, and of what? Well, like what? What is the statistical breakdown of the seven hundred and fifty-three thousand TV shows that are on air or streaming? Yeah, I don't know. That's, is, that's what I'm, is, sa- I'm saying. My favorite shows. Right. I, I, and, and again, I don't watch a lot of TV. But um, the last man I, I see uh, George Lopez. <coughs> but George I, Lopez. What, and I see a lot of Hispanic or Latinx Latinx shows are family shows, you know, or they're they are. On a family show, and they're like one of the main families on the show, the neighbor, or it's a blended family type thing. Because there's like a One Day at a Time remake on Netflix, Hispanic family. There's Jane the Virgin. Um, there is. Maybe uh, I just need to change the channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I have married to a Hispanic wife, so, so, so I, I think I see. I just found out who need, Bad huh? Bunny. I thought Bad Bunny was a stripper. Come it's, to find out, it's, I've been I've been listening to Bad Bunny for the last year and a half. And he oh, yeah. in my car all the time. Yeah, and he's like, "Who the hell is this?" And I tell him who it is. And till his son start listening to me, listen to it, because I put him onto yeah. it. He, he talking about was. going to Billy's see Billy's prejudice though. Listen, Billy. Billy <laughs> just being his own way, man. <laughs> he said Billy be like them Ricans. <laughs> When y'all ain't around, you know, he'd be like, "Them yeah, Ricans." Yeah. Yeah. Every time, every he'd be like, "Them Ricans make some good ass food." No, every, no, every time my wife walk away, I'd be like, "Them fucking Ricans." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, What'd you say? Yeah. Yeah. Then, then I yeah. get cussed out in Spanish. Yeah, he just. Remember, <laughs> I ain't got no attitude. Can you talk to hold it? You seen the uh, that same meme? It said stairs in Spanish. And I'm yeah. just like. <laughs> <laughs> Dead, yo. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. too, yo. I love it. I love it. Uh, like, alright, alright, no doubt. But he know who Mark Anthony is. Yeah, oh, I know who Mark Anthony is. But he was not, he 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 was talking about going to see Bad Bunny, and I thought we was going to see some hoes on the pole. Yeah. Back to the titties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy has acquired a new hobby late in life. Billy was like, "What guy calls himself Bad Bunny?" <coughs> What's his name? <clears throat> Don't Bad Bunny sound like a bad hoe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. Bad Bunny is. He's a, he's a gangster looking ass motherfucker too. I, I was like, yo, he, that name don't fit him, yo. Apparently he mm. used to be, anyway, Bad Bunny. Yeah. Bad, Bad Bunny. I'm going to have to look it up because I'm not like even talking about that is, tiny. That is probably the worst name ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is Say Less Podcast, episode six. Anybody, All over the place with it. Yeah, we we, we was off talk. But, um, thanks, thanks for the, the, the cap of brothers that came through. Um... Anybody got anything they need to plug? Nope, I'm good. Enjoy your work week. We're supposed uh, to have 75 degrees next week. 75 degrees. Uh, hopefully it'll stay spring. We mm. will see you next time. Well, you you might see, see us, anyway. but we won't see you. One love. Peace. Peace.